Bringing the world to you. To you. The Corona Diaries. Activate countdown. So well for things to just be normal again. Yes, I'm going to skakul. The Corona Dark Book and Scrap. My diary is Corona. Our stories behind Damn. Welcome to the first episode of the Corona Diaries podcast. Corona Diaries tells stories about life in the time of COVID-19 as experienced by a group of students from Rhodes University in South Africa. In March 2020, President Cyril Ramaphosa announced a national state of disaster and these students were told that they had to leave Rhodes and go home. They scattered across the country and the continent, not knowing that it would be a long time before they could return to their own campus. Now they find themselves studying journalism online from wherever it is that they went into lockdown. And as part of this learning, they are sending stories back to campus. Each story is unique, but together intertwined to tell the shared story of life in the moment of the pandemic. I am Tepiso Mutloum, currently based in Deep Sluts, Johannesburg, and I will be taking you through the joys and sorrows of daily existence in the homes and communities of our storytellers. In this week's episode, we look at stories that made headlines, stories closer to home, and something a bit more light-hearted. We will begin with hard news stories. In other words, those stories that link directly to news and current events surrounding the pandemic is witnessed by the students. Like soldiers during a war, essential workers make their way to work every day with great uncertainty about their safety. Hanek asked essential workers from her community in Adelaide about the mental toll it takes to be an essential worker during a pandemic. The National Coronavirus Command Council has decided to enforce a nationwide lockdown. South Africa's COVID-19 infection rate and death toll continues to climb. 525 new infections have been reported nationwide. Another eight people have died from COVID-19. South Africa has more than 10,000 confirmed COVID-19 cases at the moment. And over half of these cases are currently active with almost 200 deaths now. As the number of COVID-19 cases increase and the death toll climbs, essential workers persist in maintaining a somewhat functioning society by putting their lives on the line. I investigated the mental toll it takes to be a modern-day hero. I'm a 28-year-old medical doctor. I am a livestock farmer. I am a police officer. I'm a cashier. Most of us will never know what it felt like to hear that you'll be in direct contact with a deadly virus. I remember feeling very um, anxious. I was scared. If I lived alone, there was no problem. But now I live with my Oma. Factors such as concern for family and long working hours under immense pressure has started to take its toll on many essential workers. I don't want to take it home to my family. I'm anxious. I'm scared every day. We kind of ran out of adrenaline in a while. Um, and when that happened, we 
um, we are feeling tired and anxious, but we can't really stop or rest that much. We're not allowed leave, which is um, very detrimental. But I think at the moment, there's a lot of panic and a lot of anxiety um, and uncertainty because we don't know how to fight this. The selfless devotion of each and every essential worker has earned them the title of modern day heroes. Well, I've never thought of it that way, but uh, you mentioned it. I've never thought of being a hero. I just do, do my job. It is no secret that we are going through a strange time in history, given that we are in the midst of a pandemic. Just remember that essential service workers provide a lifeline during this time at a great personal expense, and for that they deserve more than a thank you. They deserve everyone staying at home. Bringing the world to you. The Corona Diaries. Activate countdown. Someone will put things to it just for normal again. Yes, I'm Skarko. The Corona Talk Book is great. My diary, Our stories behind The lockdown has affected many of us differently, some more than others. Fernando Siko, who currently resides in East London, online learning has caused much anxiety and stress. She shares a story on how she's trying to adapt to her new virtual classrooms. Stop. Nothing beats the face-to-face interaction in a lecture room, the back-and-forth banter between lecturer and the students, the buzzing of voices before the lecture even starts. And on some days, that buzzing continues during the lecture, just to make the lecturer shout at the students. A bit of primary school nostalgia, if you will. You get the opportunity to ask questions and get immediate answers. The lecturers make learning easier, in my opinion. Many experiences and perspectives are exchanged. But now, our lecture rooms are online, digitized. Just words on the screen you have to figure out on your own. And they honestly made this whole entire online learning thing sound so easy. Always saying, send an email if you don't understand. Make sure you log in or you'll miss the portal to answer questions. To survive, you need to create a schedule. Follow your schedule. Be a self-motivated student. And everything will be just fine. Everything will be just fine, they said. Hard to believe right now. The hardest part about this whole lockdown and online learning thing is the mornings. This morning I was greeted by the warm hands belonging to my mother, carefully placed on my head. Her whispers this morning had concern, a sense of pleading with God to give me strength, for motivation to find me. And by your name no evil spirit shall prevail, she prayed. Her soft amen felt like her arms were around my restless heart, 
yangathi uthuthuzela inhliziyo in that brief moment i felt i found rest however within this scenario i never find peace of mind my body doesn't let me bask in the warmth of assurance my heart rate races at speeds i associated with fear the sound of my own heartbeat bounces off the walls with the backing vocals of my own thoughts screaming at me but motivation to get out of the grip of these blankets is nowhere to be found my mind is ever so consistent with providing me with something to be anxious about especially school i honestly thought i would have this online learning thing under control but i knew as soon as i found out it was an actual system put in place for the current situation that the words yeah you can do it and everything will be just fine didn't have certainty in them the first time i said them and neither do they have certainty right now but not to dwell on just the negative i am thankful for the last minute adrenaline i get of not wanting to fail at least it allows me to do my work on the day of submission thereafter i crawl back to bed because 30 minutes of work is a lot and i truly deserve a nap that nap is also amazing at not wanting to feel anything a beautiful yet apparently unhealthy solution but all in all i'm trying but it feels like i'm not doing enough at this point my life is on the line struggling to find a consistent connection a consistent connection a consistent connection a consistent connection According to the most recent data from Minister of International Relations and Cooperation, Dr. Naledi Pando, 1,471 South Africans are stranded across the world due to COVID-19. The Fori household are part of these statistics, as their loved one Pierre Fori, father and husband, cannot return home to South Africa from Dubai. Salina Fori tells us about her family's experience displaying one household out of the many that are coping with this challenge today. The National Coronavirus Command Council has decided to enforce a nationwide lockdown for 21 days with effect from midnight on Thursday the 26th of March. After President Cyril Ramaphosa announced a nationwide lockdown due to the coronavirus outbreak, international borders were closed. For some, social distancing meant spending this pandemic countries apart from their loved ones. I'm hoping for 21 days. Um, it's when the Emirates airplanes are only starting to fly in July again uh, to Australia. But there's other airlines, so maybe we'll be lucky. But everything's locked down, so I don't know. My old thumbs. Hopefully, 21 days. The Furi household, being one of many families, are today separated from their loved one, Pierre Furi, father and husband, after he took a job opportunity in Dubai. This family, like many, have witnessed delay upon delay on his promised flight to return back home. Alana Furi, mother and wife, shares her experience. He carried on with the project, and then because of this COVID-19 and the pandemic, they wanted to close the borders down. and it was such a terrible feeling because you found me and um they were closing the borders down that that evening in the middle east so he couldn't come home but he was still busy with the project we had to decide whether he stays and carries on with the project 
or whether he comes back. They only had that evening to come back. He is ahead of his department, so he felt he had to stay. So um, at the moment he's stuck there. It wasn't a nice feeling. After the borders were closed down, it felt like that finality, that reality that set in that you actually can't come back now. And now at the moment he's almost finished, completed the project. The company has registered for them to come back. And the South African government can't allow them to come back because of the quarantine facilities. They don't have enough space. But I'm not sure if that is correct because it is a company dealing with that, trying to get them back now. While these times are not easy, the president acknowledged the effect these regulations would have on citizens. As your president, I'm mindful of the great and heavy burden this will impose on you. His kids, Joanne and Imogen, both being matric learners, are also finding it hard to cope without their father around. I felt really scared when I heard that my dad couldn't come back from Dubai because during this scary time you really want your loved ones next to you to support you and um, be there for you. And I'm really close to my dad, so I would have liked him to be here. I also really wanted to spend as much time with my dad as possible this year because... I am going to go next year to America to go and au pair. If he doesn't come home by the end of this month, then it will be another month and who knows, maybe the whole year. I think it's very emotional because my last year, we would want to spend as much time with him, have him here with us instead of him being there. This is only one of the types of sacrifices the president stated would ultimately have to be made by citizens. I have to ask you to make even greater sacrifices so that our country may survive this crisis and so that tens of thousands of lives may be saved. As the coronavirus forces many citizens to accept and hope, Alana Fari expresses that these challenges are out of her control. They've just got to accept it. We have to accept this things that we cannot change and hope for the best and hopefully there will be flights later on when the situation changes. And from all across the world, Pierre Fury shares a similar insight. And try and help where you can, but you're not going to stop it. I don't know, life has changed, surely it has changed a hell of a lot from what we've known. As Piafuri continues to be stuck in Dubai, he is hoping that someday he and many other families will be reunited with their loved ones once again. I'm Selena Fury reporting live from Garden Route, Western Cape. Bringing the world to you. To you. The Corona Diaries. Activate countdown. Someone will think it's just be normal again. During this new normal and getting used to being in our own company, many people have decided to keep busy in a more productive manner. Let's just be real, when the national lockdown started, we all suddenly found ourselves with much more time on our hands than we had anticipated. From his home in the Karoo town of Grafrenet, 
Eshel Matelena shares with us how he tries not being idle by self-teaching how to do digital design as a way to not only be productive, but to also improve his creative skills. Hi everyone, hope you're all doing well and keeping safe wherever you are in the world. I sincerely hope that whoever's listening to this just finds themselves in a space of peace, clarity, positivity and hope. If you aren't, that's completely okay too. To rest and recuperate, it's progression too, and sometimes it's what's needed and it's necessary in that moment. You know, in the beginning of this lockdown, when everything went down, I was in a similar space too. Just stagnant, depressed and despondent. To pick up your phone, to go on social media, to see the infection stats rising of those who test positive. Wondering when this will all end and when we can go back outside and embrace our friends and family. I'm sure most can agree we all went through something similar in our own personal capacities. Some might have even had it worse. But through it all, I realized that I really had to add some structure back into my life because this was not it. And that's where design came in. It's something that I've always admired and appreciated, but I always thought to myself that I couldn't possibly be able to do it. I needed to explore my artistic and creative prowess because so often we don't even realize the extent of our skills and what we're capable of or how an additional skill can add value to and amplify those that we already possess. Granted, I don't think of myself as a full-fledged designer yet because I'm still an amateur at this and learning new things every day. Heck, when I create something, I even go back and revisit it to make changes because I'm so critical of myself. But it's just so amazing the things that we can create, how we can play around with simple digital tools that we often overlook and create something so complex and magnificent. It's truly like art and has no set formula or strict criteria anyone can do it. In the episodes to come, I'll focus on and discuss with more depth some basic principles to use. You can create incredible story posts and animations to revamp your Insta. Make use of the carousel function in Instagram to truly captivate your audience with your feed. Design and journalism go together like copy and paste. The process is involving creative thinking when trying to solve solutions such as defining, coming up with the ideas, creating a prototype and ultimately testing out your brainchild are undeniably similar to that of coming up with an article in any new setting. Hopefully, I've done my bit in persuading you all, and I'll see you guys in the next episode when we kick things off. Take care, guys. These are just some of the stories about life and lockdown in Southern Africa. Filed to Rhodes University from across the country and continent by students in exile from their own campus. Two weeks from now, at the end of May, we will be posting the next episode of Corona Diaries. If you relate to the stories from this week, then do keep an eye out for the episode where Riley will bring you more stories from people living in the new normal. Hopefully by then the country will be at alert level 3, even if the Western Cape is still left behind. <laughs> keep well and be safe. Story contributions for this episode of the Corona Diaries podcast were made by Enek Dupres, Nandesiko, Selena Fori, and Heschel McElna. Bringing the world to you.
to you. The Corona Diaries. Activate countdown. Someone will put these two just be normal again. Yes, so let's go. The Corona Dark Book is coming. My diary is Corona. Our stories behind. Damn!